ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. That's right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Best Seat in the House podcast. And I'm your host, Rob Kramer, alongside, as always, my co-host, Daniel Bobo Curlin. Uh, Dan, uh, we are recording this after Game 2 of the Subway Series here in New York, uh, right after a thrilling Mets 3-2 victory at City Field. Dan, what's your instant reaction? How are you feeling right after this great game? Oh, I'm stoked about that win. I probably went nuts. I probably, by the sound of my, sound of my voice, you can tell I probably lost my voice after that game. After that game, and it was an eventful day. For one thing, like a little bit, like 40 minutes before the game starts, I get a text from a, from a, from a friend of mine, Ben. He, you probably know him, Ben Ragnar. Mm-hmm. He tells me he's gonna have. He's waiting for like the payment or something for the ticket to the. For a ticket to the game he made, right, through some payment app. And he made the payment through a payment app. I don't know what source he used to buy the ticket. So I can't. But anyway, so so, 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 so as he's waiting for, like, the game, waiting for the respond and everything, I'm, I'm, uh, hop, I'm, I, I hop on the bus to the subway. And so, so I, have the, I have the ESPN Plus app open to watch the game. And as I get, I, I and I, of course I as I get to the platform, I get a text saying that fortunately Ben he he was scammed. And I said, no worries about it. I know it sucks that happened. Luckily, it was before I got the train. Unfortunately, it was right after right after I had just paid. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, I already paid the moment I got on the bus. It's a free transfer, as you know. For those oh. in the area don't know. The Metro Cards, the payment system we use, they get free transfers from bus to subway or subway to bus, like which me kind of benefits from that because they got to take a bus to get to the subway. So as I'm on the platform, I get, I get, so I, I, I exit the train station, I, I reload the Metro Card, exit the station, and I just, uh, just picked up some Donovan, some food from Donovan's to go, the burger to go, <laughs> then, then headed on a, headed on the Headed on the sub, the subway, the subway back to, I mean, that's the way that I headed on the bus back home to, to where I live to, and I'm, and I'm looking at the game. And as I'm on the bus and stuff, I saw Pete Alonso's uh, home run. Yeah, that was a, a great home run uh, that Pete hit today off Domingo Herman. Um, you know, but just like you said, man, I mean, uh, uh, well, by the way, I love the fact that you got the uh, the Donovan's plug in there, the patented Bobo Donovan's plug. So very, very cool about that. We can already check that off our best seat in the house bingo today. And, um, you know, so we and and definitely with a great game like that, why not sell food, uh, you, you know, celebrate with some great food from Donovan's because uh, it was it was a thrilling game. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this one right now. Obviously, this was game two. But uh, we'll touch on game one in a minute. But, man, between Scherzer being so great tonight, uh, seven shutout innings, uh, I think he had six strikeouts, just a couple of walks. 
the, the guy seemed like he was locked in. And anytime he got himself into a jam, like when he had uh, first and third and uh, two outs and Aaron Judge coming up, and he's able to just throw him sliders, get him off balance that fastball, and then finish him off with one more slider. Man, what a great night for Scherzer, right? Yeah, that was a great night for Scherzer. Fortunately, he didn't get the win. Unfortunately, our bullpen puffed up that, that time run. But then late in that game, Sterling Marte, I just had a feeling it was going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I had the same feeling with Marte, too. I, I said it to my girlfriend, right, before uh, he, he ripped that single into, uh, into left field. Uh, I, I totally agree, man, that, it, you know, Marte just seemed like he was ready for that moment. Yep, exactly. Went, went nuts, and uh, that, that was such, a, such a, an emotional win. I'm glad, I'm glad we pulled off the win. Now we got a day tomorrow, and hopefully we could somehow muster up a win against Alcantara. Ugh. Yeah, Alcantara on Friday is going to be tough, but, you know, the, on a great day and really great two games for the Mets, uh, where they took game one, six, three behind Taiwan Walker, um, you know, and they took a, you know, game two tonight, uh, three to two, but they had a two nothing lead. Um, you know, the Pete Alonso home run, they scratched out another run to make it two nothing. And in the eighth inning, if, uh, when they pulled Scherzer, you know, I got a little worried when I saw David Peterson warming up and I like David Peterson a lot. I was just really hoping that Buck was getting him some work in the bullpen because the next time he's going to pitch is probably not until next Saturday in the doubleheader against Atlanta, where he's probably going to get one of those two games at city field. But, um, you know, I, I was hoping he was just getting that work in the bullpen, but obviously that wasn't the case as they brought him in to face Rizzo uh, to start the eighth inning. And obviously he has to face the three batters, uh, you know, as the, the minimum rule now, but man, what did you think about that David Peterson move? Because that just scared the hell out of me. I don't understand why Seth Lugo just didn't pitch the, the whole two innings. Yeah. I think he should have won with Lugo there, but it- for the whole two innings. I was nervous about that the moment we went to the bullpen. I could, I meant, I could, I was not going to feel calm until that game was over. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just like that meme you may have saw me post last night that said, I can't keep calm on the Mets face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's very, very true. Actually, we, we, we retweeted that too on the Best Seat in the House uh, Twitter. So if you want to see what Dan's talking about, check us out at Sith underscore podcast. But, um, yeah, I mean, totally, man. I thought that the, uh, you know, it, it was just a, a very, it was a head-scratching move, uh, especially since the fact that Seth Lugo hadn't pitched since, um, you know, this past weekend. He obviously didn't appear in game one, and we knew that Edwin Diaz wasn't going to be available tonight because he got that incredible four-out save last night where, you know, let's just talk about Edwin Diaz for a minute, Dan. How great has this kid been? He, as bad as he was in 2019, the the opposite. Now he's that good now. Like it's it's crazy that uh, he has had this kind of turnaround. I have to admit, I still can't really always be. I can't fully feel calm being our history, but Diaz has gotten me close enough to that, as close as that. I totally agree with that too, because 
my heart rate still definitely goes up a little bit, but man, he is building that confidence every time he comes out. Uh, you, you know, I was looking at this stat earlier today. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. The guy has thrown 40 innings this year and he has 81 strikeouts. That is, he's averaging two strikeouts an inning. He's averaging 17 or 18 strikeouts per nine. It, it, it really is the season that he's having, uh, you know, for, for the Mets franchise for, for the most part right now, who knows what he's going to add on to for the next two months. It could even be a major league record setting type season, but uh, the season he's having right now is one of the best um, relief pitching seasons in Mets history. Yeah, he is. He's having, this guy is having a this season for the A for the ages with, and it's not often we can say that with the closers wearing that uniform. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Because I mean, me and you talk about it all the time where you know the Mets closers over the years. I mean, guys that we've gone through just in our lifetime. I mean, look, Jesse Orozco got the the last out, but he was a a tightrope uh, walker every once in a while. Obviously, John Franco always scared the hell out of me. Braden Looper, uh, you know, Billy Wagner at times even was scary, especially in the playoffs. Uh, Armando Benitez is another big one. Um, is, is there anybody else you could think of? Familia? Uh, yeah, Familia. K-Rod. On Alex Effin Borden. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know who's another guy in the Mets bullpen that's having a great year that really should be recognized? That's uh, Adam Adovino. I mean, just to, to think the – you know, the season that he's had right now, he looks similar to, he's not as dominant, but he looks similar to that dominating reliever that the Yankees signed from the Colorado Rockies. And this guy was just getting everybody out. And uh, it's really awesome to see Adam Adovino and that slider could come out of the bullpen and just set guys down. Even last night against, you know, against the Yankees, he couldn't get that final out to complete the two innings, which is why they had to bring in uh you know, Diaz for the four out save, but he, that guy is, a, is a, having a hell of a season right now, you know, after a couple of shaky ones with the Yankees and his most recent year at the Red Sox, which was up and down. Yep. Yep. It's about right. But thank God he's been getting, he's been getting the job done and I have a feeling we've got to, we got to go bullpen. Now we're just hoping for some more moves at the trade deadline. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I, I think that it was a, a combination as we were talking about da uh, David Peterson coming out of the bullpen. Now, look, we all know that David Peterson is a uh, is a starting pitcher by trade. Uh, he's made a couple of relief appearances this year, but they were more along the lines of a uh, long relief situation um, where he was piggybacking one time and he came in in a couple of blowouts as a, uh, as a long reliever. But um you know, for the most part, he's a starting pitcher. And I think one of the things that Buck Showalter was trying to do tonight, aside from forcing him into the game just to get him some work, I think he what Buck was trying to do is maybe see, because it was specifically, I think, for the fact that he was facing Anthony Rizzo, uh, Glaber Torres, and then another lefty. Now, obviously, he walks Rizzo on four pitches and then serves up the opposite field two-run shot to Glaber Torres, which was a heartbreaker. But, um, you know, I think what Buck was doing was seeing if uh, 
Pete Peterson could adapt to a middle relief role because obviously once DeGrom, and that's the next big thing we'll get into in a minute, but uh, Jacob DeGrom made his final rehab start today and is due to rejoin the rotation on Tuesday in D.C. Uh, you know, so do, do you think that kind of played a role, Dan, uh, that, you know, maybe Buck was testing out Peterson in, in a relief role in a, in a close game? I believe that's what was happening. And speaking of DeGrom's rehab start, watching that this afternoon. It was yeah. Yeah, I was watching that too, yeah. Yeah, the TV app, and I watched it. And it looked like he was more trying to kind of get everything, all those other pitches in order, and seeing if he can maybe figure out how to scale back to try to not, to, you know, to try to try to stick around as long as possible. Yeah, you know, actually, well, you know, while we're on it, let's just uh, cover it now. Is obviously Degrom started in Syracuse today, like we said. He threw four innings and sixty-seven pitches. Now, I was really hoping that they sent him out there for the fifth inning to at least start it and get somewhere in the seventies to maybe even 80 because he came out in that fourth inning and had a, uh, like a six or seven pitch inning. Uh, well, actually I think it was a seven pitch inning because he ended the third with 60 pitches. Now he had a couple of rough moments. Obviously he had three walks today. He served up that three run shot. He served up another home run, but uh, you know, I think even Buck Showalter kind of alluded that uh, Jake was working on a couple of things today. He was trying from what I saw, it looked like he was trying to get the uh, the grip on his breaking ball and was just uh, really working through a few things. Uh, you know, what did you think when you saw that, Dan? Yeah, that, that, that's what it looked like. This was pretty much another one more spring training outing, the equivalent of before he uh, gets ready for his uh, start in D.C. Pretty yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Uh, you know, we'll be looking forward to that Tuesday in D.C. Uh, Jacob DeGround will be starting against the Nationals, most likely. You know, let's keep our fingers crossed and light all of our candles and say our prayers uh, that Jacob DeGrom doesn't feel any uh, tightness in his arm or, or soreness or anything like that over the next five days. And we actually see Jacob DeGrom in a regular season game for the New York Mets for the first time since July 7th, 2021. It's crazy that it's been that long, right? Yeah, it's crazy it's been that long. And also, hope goes that well, and no one steals Jabu's rum at my house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and you know what the really cool thing about um, the, the Grom start on Tuesday is that uh, since Scherzer started today, the Mets are probably going to keep him on regular rest now. And I could see them starting him on Monday in DC. Now, nothing, nothing's been announced yet, but uh, I would think it lines up pretty well that Max Scherzer would be starting the Monday game in DC. So how cool would it be that right out of the gate, we're going to see Scherzer on Monday and DeGrom on Tuesday. That's pretty damn cool. Right. Excited about the prospect of that myself. Yeah, and then you know, if you add Chris Bassett to that mix, which uh, obviously he's been here all year, he's starting on Friday against Sandy Alcantara. Uh, and yeah, actually last week I was calling Sandy Alcantara Sergio Alcantara, so I'd like to apologize for that. Sergio Alcantara is a former part-time player with the Cubs or something. I think I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but 
Sandy Alcantara, who's going on Friday against the Mets. But, you know, Dan, let's uh, let's focus on this Subway Series again for a minute because, man, uh, a two-game sweep, which sounds weird to say, but uh, two games, T- Taiwan Walker in uh, game one, I mean, uh, he gives up that uh, opposite field home run shot to Aaron Judge, the second batter of the game. Then he gives up the opposite field home run shot to uh, um, Anthony Rizzo right after that. Man, uh, ha- how are you feeling after the back-to-back home runs uh, and Taiwan Walker, you know, maybe making you think about last year's second half again? Well, well, for one thing, first I got to say, one day I meant to say, as you saw me mention earlier, and I did, I we did mention it on the air when I said that my friend was scammed. I got to say, uh, whoever scammed uh, Ben, you're on a Scheiser list. Whoever scammed. That's true. Anybody who uh, scammed Ben Ratner and uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Daniel Bobo Carlin over here out of Subway Series tickets is definitely on the Scheiser list, uh, courtesy of our uh, good friend Eastside Dave. <laughs> Which, by the way, too, loved your appearance on the Eastside Dave show. Uh, well, the the Eastside, the, the Davey Mac sports program. I'm sorry. Uh, really great job on that show. Awesome, awesome job. And I just came up with some some of the craziest stuff I could say for that show. And I, I it's good to see Dave and Roy again. Absolutely, those guys are hilarious. Uh, I I love that show. I will always watch it. I will always support it. So uh, please check out uh, Davey Mac Sports uh, with the uh, with uh, Bobo this week, Daniel Bobo Curlin as the special guest. Uh, definitely a lot of fun, and you'll, you'll laugh your ass off and be highly entertained. <laughs> and not the break, Dave, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, Dan, so look. I just remember, I just thought, ah, we, we got this. I'm that kind of friend. You know what? After those two home runs, I said, "Don't give up anything else this inning." <laughs> that, that's not a big. That's not a big of a deficit for us to overcome. Yeah. Well, in that deficit. Yeah, yeah, and, you're right. Yeah, of course they went nuts, and that whole game, I could not be calm until the last out of that game. <laughs> and then Seth Eduardo that that home run the whole time. We got the bullpen. We had to go. We we wound up being in a situation where we had to, where we where Diaz had to get a four out save. Somehow he came through. We did it. I lost my voice after that game as well. Had to had to had to had to hit up the cough drops. Same thing today. I'm gonna have to hit up the cough drop before we go to sleep. <laughs> but worth it. And uh, definitely worth it. Hopefully, we can continue our, our winning rate ways on Friday, and hopefully, every every but every member of the Six Borough Club packs my packs the stadium in Miami. For those you don't know, I call the Six Borough Club is the name I refer to for Met fans that live in Miami in the, in Florida, in the state of Florida. <laughs> call them the Six Borough Club. <laughs> well, that makes sense because there's definitely a lot of New Yorkers down there, and uh, it should be an entertaining series, especially with the uh, 
you know, you, you got to hope that coming off the emotion of this uh, series victory against the Yankees, well, a sweep really, um, that it carries over the momentum against the uh, Marlins because the Marlins are going to have a very um, light team too. A bunch of guys went on the the IL and uh, you know they they got a really banged up roster right now. Highlighted by Jazz Chisholm, pretty much missing most of, if not the rest of the season. So uh, the Mets hopefully have a floundering Marlins team. Thank you very much. And uh, I think that the um, you know you, you got to hope that this this confidence carries over. But uh, boy, what a hell of a Subway Series! You know, the Yankees come in as one of the as the best team in baseball, actually record wise. Um, still, just a few games better than both the uh, Astros and the Dodgers. But, um, man, I, you know, what's your confidence level coming out of this now? We took two games from the best team in baseball. I just have very good confidence. I just have a feeling that it's very possible. There will be, when we look back at my pictures from 2022, there will be photos of me at the Canyon of Heroes. <laughs> I From your lips to God's ears, bro. For that matter, there'll be photos of the both of us at the Canyon of Heroes. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We'll do a live show from there if uh, the Mets close the deal, right? That's be, <laughs> be at the parade at the Canyon of Heroes, and there'll be a post-parade burger at Donovan's after. Oh, you got that right. And a lot more than that, too. That, that, that'll be one hell of a celebration. And, um, you know, I, I got to say that I think uh, winning a World Series this year, as you saw, look, this Mets team showed up. Uh, winning a World Series this year is a realistic goal with the teams they have, especially with DeGrom joining the team again next week. And, and you know, I mean, look, we're standing right now. We're recording this episode on the evening of <laughs> – uh, July 27th. So we're just a couple of days away from the August 2nd trade deadline, which still sounds weird to say to me. I'm, I, I'm surprised it's still not July 31st. But, um, you know, they're keeping it. Uh, I'll, what's be that? Check- I'll be checking my Twitter feeds like a lot. Oh, yeah, because you know that Steve Cohen in the front office are going to be burning up the lines. Actually, Buck Showalter had a uh, funny thing to say tonight about that. He said he was trying to get in touch with Billy Epler, and he said that Billy Epler is the type of guy where, you know, if you call him, he's picking up on the first, you know, the first ring. And he said that the last couple of times he's been calling Billy, uh, Billy hasn't been answering, which means that, and he said the only reason he knows that Billy wouldn't be answering his call is because he's working the phones trying to swing some deals right now. And, uh, you know, you, you got to give it to the guy because, you know, he's working a lot of different angles right now. And um, the Mets have a lot of different possibilities, uh, especially, you know, what do you think? The Mets swung this trade uh, a couple of days ago for uh, Daniel Vogelbach, the first baseman DH from the Pittsburgh Pirates. They gave up Colin Holderman. Uh, what's your reaction to that deal, too? I, I, I wasn't quite sure about it at first uh, because I, I, I was a fan of Colin Holderman, but I really like this guy, Vogelbach. Um, I'm liking him so far. I feel it's a small move. That's probably oh, yeah. 
bigger move that's going to be and I just have a feeling the person we're most likely to pull off at the trade deadline is going to be J.D. Martinez. Wow. So that's your bold – let's put this in bold print right now. This is Daniel Bobo Curlin's bold prediction. You are saying that the Mets are going to get J.D. Martinez from the Boston Red Sox? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Wow. I would love that. You know, th- there has been some rumblings about that. Uh, and actually, Chaim Bloom, the Red Sox um, g- general manager, came out today and said specifically that they're not shopping Xander Bogarts, their shortstop, and Rafael Devers, their third baseman. And it's funny you mentioned J.D. Martinez because I thought that it was very curious that he didn't mention J.D. Martinez's name. And, uh, you know, although it makes a lot of sense because I, I don't think it would make any sense for Boston to trade those other two guys. But J.D. Martinez makes a lot of sense, especially if they're going to kind of fold the tent a little bit and, uh, you know, understand that they're probably not winning the World Series this year. Uh, So you trade J.D. Martinez, who's an expiring contract, you know, maybe you get some prospects that help you out in the future. Uh, What what do you think about that? Do do you think that, um, you know, J.D. Martinez uh, would – do you think that's the bat the Mets need to take this lineup to the next level? I believe so, too. Yeah, I believe that's the bat they need. Hopefully it'll finally have, have another bat behind Alonso, which might increase our chances of uh, hit opportunities for Pete. Well. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I, I'm a big fan of J.D. ever since his Tiger days, too, and you know, ever since he, he went to the uh, Red Sox, he really took his game to the next level. Um, and he, he's had a decent season this year, too. He, he's battled injuries. I think he was actually in the All-Star game, too. Uh, you, you know, although you wouldn't really look at it from his numbers because he's played, uh, you know, in a, a limited amount of games. But, uh, yeah, I think that that type of guy would add so much to this Mets team and clubhouse. He, to me, would be like the um like the max scherzer of the hitters and everyday players you know what i mean like he's he's that type of guy that has that kind of gravitas with that group of players like max scherzer uh you know obviously is the leader uh you know once the grom comes back it'll be with the grom but you know scherzer is definitely the leader of all the pitchers and and you get a guy like jd martinez in there and he's got that same amount of gravitas too what do you think about that yeah, I think that I think it's got the same impact. Oh yeah, and you know it's it's a guy, it's another guy with a championship ring in that locker room too. Yeah, so fing, fing, fingers crossed this happens, and uh, and uh, I'll be celebrating the moment it happens. I'm gonna be, I have my review tuned to WFN a lot these days around a trading deadline, especially with the Mets in contention right now. Yeah, oh, you know. What's that? Hopefully Billy pulls it off. Yeah, you got to give it to Billy. I love this prediction, man. I think uh, that's a realistic option. Uh, the Mets could definitely eat the rest of that salary and help the Red Sox out a little bit there. Um, there's also been word about um, a Cubs trade with uh, Wilson Contreras, the catcher, uh, and David Robertson, the relief pitcher, the former Yankee. 
uh, coming to the Mets in a deal. What would you think about that? Do you, do you think that's something the Mets should explore? That's also a deal I feel that might be a great month as well. Yeah. We'll that and, and another bullpen help as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Adding Robertson to that bullpen would be great. Also, you know, Trevor May is on the mend right now. He's going to be back uh, very shortly. They said, uh, you know, Trevor May um, is, uh, I think they want him to appear in two games this weekend. So he's going to appear on uh, Saturday and he's going to appear on Sunday. And they're going to give him off on Monday. And actually, he could be um, in the bullpen available the night that DeGrom comes back, too. So the Mets could have uh, Trevor May and Jacob DeGrom activated both in the same night. So that would be a really big boost to this bullpen. But they definitely still need to add a lefty, especially with as bad as Joely Rodriguez has been lately. Yep, definitely. So hopefully he pulls it off. We got, we'll be in good shape uh, in the second half, and that's big second half push. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. They're uh, definitely in great position right now to have a, a big, big time second half push. As the, uh, you know, the Mets right now um, move on to Miami after this World Se- uh, after this uh, th- this big Subway Series sweep. The Yankees are heading on to um, Kansas City, which, interestingly enough, the Yankees swung a deal uh, right at the very end of the Mets, uh, you know, of the the final um, game here, like basically right after the final pitch, it was announced. Did you hear about this uh, trade the Yankees swung tonight, Dan? Yeah, I heard about that. That's a... Uh... That's, a, that's probably, probably a good move they made. Only time will tell to see how it turns out. Yeah, picking up uh, the former World Series champion, Andrew Benintendi, who was also an all-star this year from the um, uh, the Kansas City Royals, who they're playing this weekend now. So interesting uh, series of events there. I guess they'll travel with the team to the – to uh, or uh, actually, I'm, I'm not sure if it's in Yankee Stadium or not. If it's in Kansas City, I guess I'll just go back with the Yankees. So very interesting that, um, yeah, Andrew Benintendi traded from the Kansas City Royals to the New York Yankees. Um, that, that's a nice trade for the Yankees. I think Benintendi is perfect for Yankee Stadium. Uh, you stick him in that lineup that's a little bit of, you know, he's, he's not hitting for power anymore, although you never know at Yankee Stadium. This is the type of guy that they could turn back in to a power hitter. Uh, what do you think about that? His, but his power potential now that he's going to be playing at Yankee stadium. It's going to be a hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. He's, he's the type of guy that can really take advantage of that, uh, short porch at Yankee stadium. So, uh, you know, nice move for, uh, Brian Cashman, who is adding to the best team in baseball. Uh, the same best team in baseball that just lost back-to-back games at City Field against the New York Mets. Um, just really, really two awesome games. Um, the you know the walk-off win tonight. One thing, one person too that I do want to give a lot of credit to, uh, and not let his uh, um, his you know additions or whatever you want to say his uh, 
accomplishments this in these couple of games go to the wayside is uh, Eduardo Escobar. You know, he's had a really tough year, uh, never really has been able to get going, but he had the big two-run home run in the um, the first inning yesterday off of uh, off of uh, Montgomery, uh, right after the Pete Alonso game-tying RBI single. Uh, then Escobar hit the, the go-ahead two-run shot, which was a very clutch, big hit that really set the tone of the game, too. And then tonight, he leads off the ninth inning against Wandy Peralta with a double down the line. Uh, really, really good signs from Eduardo Escobar, who the Mets definitely need to get hot in the second half. Right, Dan? I mean, the moment he got on base, I said, we got this right here. It's, it's going to happen. I just had a feeling that that whole bottom of the ninth. It's going to happen. Yeah, and it was two of the off-season additions. Well, actually, three if you count uh, Scherzer. So very, very – you know, I, I'm thinking about this right now for the first time. We're doing our instant reaction, so I really haven't had much time to think. But, yeah, yeah actually, it was it was a bunch of off-season acquisitions that got the Mets through tonight as uh, Max Scherzer contributes with seven shutout innings of a great, you know, great baseball, no doubt about it. Um, you know, then we get the – the big double from Eduardo Escobar. We get the uh, game-winning hit from Starlin Marte. So, man, guys in their uh, 30s who the Mets gave guaranteed money to coming up big uh, right off the bat here. Uh, I'm, you know, you, you got to appreciate what you see there, right? Definitely got to appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for getting us win. Hope I'll sleep easy tonight. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about that. We're all going to be sleeping easy. And, uh, you, you know, speaking of sleep, we're going to uh, keep this as a uh, short episode tonight. Just an instant reaction one. Uh, episode 21. We're going to keep it a little short tonight, unfortunately. Uh, we're, we're recording it late as we're, like I said, we did it right after the game. Uh, just to make sure this was uh, as up to date as possible for our audience. And uh, also, we're probably going to throw in a bonus episode somewhere down the line to make up for it. So don't worry too much if uh, if you're annoyed that we cut it a little short tonight. So, uh, but, you know, before we get out of here, Dan, you want to give yourself a little social media plug? Or you, my uh, Twitter account, Bobo103NYC. You also you could also follow me Instagram, Bobo718DK, and Daniel Curlin on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. And make sure to follow and like and subscribe to all Dan's stuff there. You can check us out on uh, Twitter if you want to check out at bsith underscore podcast. Uh, you can also check my personal Twitter account at, at KramerNY. And uh, check us out at Best Seat in the House podcast on Instagram, too. So, uh, hey, two big wins from the Mets. Oh, oh, what's that, Dan? On the, on the, day, on the East, on the Davey Max Sports Program. Oh, I'm sorry. Plug that one more time. It, it, it cut out your audio. Watch my appearance on the Davy Max Sports Program. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, watch Dan, the Davy Max Sports Program, one of the uh, the best shows on the internet and in the world, for that matter. Uh, check that out. He's available on YouTube. Check out Eastside Dave on uh, – actually, I think it's Eastside Dave TV on uh, YouTube. Check him out there. Uh, and a great appearance by Dan, like I said. 
Uh, and, you know, so check all of our stuff out there. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Two big wins from our Mets this week against the Yankees in the Subway Series. Two more games at Yankee Stadium next month. And who knows? Maybe uh, you know, these two teams will be colliding in October, for all we know. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride till we get there, right, Dan? <laughs> That's right. And uh, so once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight to our Subway Series special uh, instant reaction show here. Uh, I'm Rob Kramer with my co-host, Daniel Bobo Curlin, and this is the Best Seat in the House podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody.